Hello and welcome to episode 193 of Travel Stories from the Back Again in God podcast, being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, Florida. And it's time to catch up. Thanks for listening. Hello, if you're a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. It's been three months since our last episode, or as they say in the business world, our previous episode was last quarter. And once again, the work-life balance just got in the way of posting any episode. There's been a decent amount of travel in the last 90 days, but of course, not yet back to those 2019 travel numbers. Now, a few trips do stand out. One was to Thomasville, Georgia. And if you're unfamiliar with Thomasville, it's located about 45 miles north of Tallahassee, Florida, straight up 319. And Thomasville is the quintessential small town. They still have cobblestone uh, streets through the main downtown area. And it's coming in with a population of right around 19,000. And my last visit to Thomasville was September 11th, 2002. And the reason I remember it is it was one year after 9-11, of course, but that morning, my 6 a.m. alarm came in the form of fire truck sirens in the parking lot. And my first thought, like probably everybody else in that hotel, was here we go again. But it turned out to be really a non-emergency, but it did leave a lasting impression. And it's amazing to see the growth that had taken place in the past 20 years. I mean, several new hotels along the main drag. Uh, 19 is now littered with fast food stops, including Whataburger. So you can guess where I ate that night. In my hotel was the Holiday Inn Express. I used to stay at the Hampton Inn, but it was booked solid. So yes, I stayed at the Holiday Inn Express. And I think my last stay at a Holiday Inn Express was probably 13 or 14 years ago. And other than this being a newer Holiday Inn Express, not much had really changed when it came to their decor. What also had not changed were those warm and gooey cinnamon rolls that they still serve for breakfast. The other visit was to Fort Worth, Texas. I was born in Dallas and have lived there twice, but I don't recall really spending much time in Fort Worth. And Fort Worth, or at least the downtown section, is still a very western town. A must visit is the world famous Billy Bob's. Yes, you can get your feed on, but you can also watch live bull riding on Friday or Saturday nights listen to live music, and you can also view their handprint wall with people like Bill Ingvall, Charlie Daniels, Dale Earnhardt stuck their hands in wet cement. And once it dried and hardened, it was affixed to the Billy Bob's handprint wall. And if watching bull riding is a bit too intense, you can head over to the Fort Worth Stockyards to watch the world's only twice daily Longhorn cattle drive. This is held every day at 1130 a.m. as well as 4 p.m. Best meal of the trip was at Tim Love's Lonesome Dove Steakhouse. Appetizers were rabbit and rattlesnake sausage, black mission figs, corn, lobster, hush puppies, and a smoked tomato butter, and of course, kangaroo nachos. And each place setting had a small flask of tequila lime and some syrup to go with the appetizers. The main course for me, a 14-ounce buffalo ribeye with the sides of Yukon gold mashed potatoes and a hearty serving of the Lonesome Dove mac and cheese. And when it came to dessert, it was amazing. Tim Love is one of the few that has defeated Iron Chef Morimoto, and he did it with this dessert. It's a warm ancho chili chocolate cake plated with vanilla ice cream, smoked almond brittle, 
and it is absolutely decadent. I don't think everybody even finished half their dessert. And this was dinner for 20 co-workers and the Lonesome Dove staff absolutely nailed it from the food to the service, especially with 20 people. They did an amazing job. And I've had a few flights over the past few months and I'm here to tell you that the planes are still full and the TSA lines are long, especially if you don't have TSA pre-check. And in case you were also wondering, less than 5% of the people that I was flying with were wearing masks. Hotels across the board are more expensive than ever. The Holiday Inn Express in Thomasville, Georgia was over $160 per night. We had a late October trip planned to Boston. The hotel was over $600 a night. I got buyer's remorse after I pulled the trigger and decided that that money was better spent on a couple of months of mortgage payments. So let's do a quick checkup on the last few months of crazy travel. And we have to open with the September story, Fly the Crappy Skies. This happened early September, a Delta flight out of Atlanta headed to Barcelona had to make a U-turn back to Atlanta due to a passenger's fecal urgency. And fecal urgency may not be the best word for it, more like a passenger's diarrhea. The pilot's radio call went out, divert to ATL, passenger diarrhea all over the aircraft, biohazard. This poor passenger could not make it to the lavatory and ended up spreading fecal matter literally throughout the passenger cabin. And, and spreading might not be the best word, more like destroying the aisle of the passenger cabin. There's a video. There's always a video. Watch it at your own discretion. I'll put a link in the show notes. But the flight arrived in Barcelona just eight hours late with the same aircraft. And that was after a four-hour deep cleaning. Deep cleaning? How about a complete cabin makeover? No thank you. I would not have gotten back on that plane. And spoiler alert, this episode should have been named the biohazard episode because we're not done yet. Ever heard of Mike Beaton? Probably not, but Mike is a, or was a, British Airlines pilot who thought he was checking off a massive bucket list item. And he was so proud of checking off this massive bucket list item that he sent a stewardess friend this text. I've been a very naughty boy. That sounds very British. Naughty boy. Well, Mike's bucket list item was meeting two randos in a bar, killing a bottle of vodka with them, and then doing lines of coke off of one of these two ladies' breasts. Yep, you heard it right. A cheesy porn movie acted out in real life. Now, thankfully, the stewardess friend reported Mike's behavior to the British Airways bosses, who quickly suspended Mike and canceled his upcoming 12-hour flight which cost British Airlines right around $120,000 American. Mike was flown home the next day as a passenger, but not before being drug tested at Heathrow, and that's when he popped positive for drugs. Mike was quickly fired after that. And Mike, who is or was married, his only comment was, co-workers suck. This one you can add two hashtags to, Creepy McCreeperton or People Are Stupid. This comes from View From The Wing, on a recent American Airlines flight from Charlotte to Boston, there was a reported video camera in the lavatory and it appeared that it might have been placed there by a flight attendant. And if that isn't creepy enough, it was placed there to record a teenage girl. So according to the girl's family, they were seated in coach, but the 14 year old was invited to use the first class lavatory. The crew member 
She said, just wanted to wash his hands first, exiting the lavatory. She says, the flight attendant told her that the seat was broken, but the toilet itself was fine. She went into the lab, and as soon as she came out, the flight attendant went back inside. Thankfully, the girl took a photo of what's apparently the flight attendant's iPhone stuck to the toilet lavatory with maintenance stickers. So here's where the people are stupid part. There's a picture of this iPhone and how it was affixed to the back of the toilet seat with these two removed from service stickers, which included a handwritten note, seat broken. And to be even more stupid, the iPhone's flash was on. I mean, Stevie Wonder could have seen this thing from outside the lavatory. So creepy is bad. Creepy against someone without their consent is super creepy. And creepy against a minor is a fast track to jail. So let's head into October. This comes from View from the Wing. We have another biohazard story. Explosive diaper left in lavatory was so bad that the airline thought it was a bomb and diverted. Copa Airlines Flight 393 from Panama City to Tampa, thank you, Florida, took off. But less than an hour later, it was headed back to the airline's hub with special forces placed on alert. The crew had identified what they thought was a bomb placed in the lavatory, but no, it was a diaper. And I've dealt with two kids that were in diapers years and years ago, and while it wasn't a pleasant experience, I never, ever once correlated the smell to that of the smell of a bomb, and plus I have no idea what a bomb smells like. However, this smelled like a bomb, according to somebody. According to officials, they had the plane on a secure runway where police special explosive canine units and special forces examined the object and found it to be an adult diaper wrapped in plastic, ruling out any risk of a bomb. In the end, so to speak, the flight was delayed only three hours, cost the airline a couple hours worth of jet fuel, and hey, at least someone had the courtesy to wrap that diaper in plastic. So this started on the subreddit United Airlines. The title was, Our Plane from New York City to San Francisco Diverted Because a Man Threw Up and He Refused to Get Off the Plane. Poster Wild Bloom Flower started with, Please let me know if this is normal. We were on a flight from NYC to SF, and an hour and 45 minutes in, a man threw up in the back of the plane, all over the walls. And it was so bad that they couldn't clean it. Six people had to move to new seats, and we were diverted to Chicago to have the plane cleaned. The flight attendant said it was a medical emergency as well as a biohazard that wasn't safe for the crew or the passengers. So while Bloomflower went on to say it was frustrating to get delayed, but I'm glad we diverted because it sounded like hell for the people in the back. But once we were there, the flight attendant said the man who was sick wasn't getting off the plane. He said he was fine and that they couldn't make him leave, and they didn't make him leave. They didn't try to drag him off the plane or anything like that. In my world, if a single individual forces a plane to divert, they should leave the plane, be it for childbirth, be it for an injury, be it for threatening passengers, threatening flight attendants, you are going to have to leave the plane. But then it was, I realized this was a United Express flight, and United Express's parent company is United Airlines, the same United Airlines that drug Dr. Dayo bloodily off a flight in 2017. So now my thought is that United Airlines isn't forcibly removing anyone from any of their flights. So are you looking to get on the no-fly list? Well, just do what this individual did. Dateline Orlando, thank you, Florida, where in October, one man decided to just press through the TSA screening point without stopping for the screening. 
and this is not all right. Equipped with a backpack and a guitar, this gentleman literally crashed through the security checkpoint, only to be followed by four TSA agents who finally managed to wrestle him to the ground. And here's what's odd. Had he managed to elude the TSA agents, he still had to ride the air train out to his terminal where there isn't another TSA checkpoint, but there is numerous law enforcement officers at every single terminal. So don't forget the Florida slogan, Florida, arrive on vacation, leave on probation. Heading into November craziness, we have our last biohazard story, I promise. And this is from Live and Let's Fly. Unreal, a woman drops pants and squats to pee on the aisle floor when flight attendant denies her lavatory access on a Thank You Florida flight. Yep, you heard it right. A woman was on a flight out of Thank You Florida and needed to use the lavatory after the pilot had indicated that everyone needed to remain in their seats as they were getting ready to land. The flight attendant tried to stop her and the rest of the plane yelled at her. And in the end, she dropped trowel and just let loose in the aisle. Time for a story about the shoe being on the other foot. Again, from Live and Let's Fly, intoxicated Delta flight attendant kissed and groped female passenger and then vaped on board. Now this occurred in November of 2022, but it's just now hitting the web. Abigail Louise Trebnik Bash Emerson, one of the few form named people in the world, four names, is a Delta flight attendant who was flying non-rev, which means a greatly reduced price or only as a space available basis. But she was flying from Las Vegas to Minneapolis to set the stage. And she was placed in the middle seat next to Allison Petrie, who was seated in the aisle. So Trebek Emerson was served wine on board, two cans at a time. And after consuming the first two cans, she ordered two more. After finishing the third can, she leaned over and kissed her female seatmate, Petrie, on the mouth. Oh, no. Petrie retreated to the rear lavatory and reported the incident. And one of the on-duty flight attendants, John Riss, purportedly brought Trebek Emerson a glass of water and, get this, a fifth can of wine. And that may have been the end of it. But after the flight landed, when Petrie stood up to gather her luggage, Trebek Emerson reportedly groped her on the butt. And then she began vaping as the plane descended, blowing plumes of smoke towards Petrie. Well, in the words of the former British Airlines pilot, Mike Beaton, co-workers suck. Well, there you have it. Episode 193, we're all caught up. I thought about doing a 2023 gift guide, but since this is being posted in early December, I'm guessing most of you are done with your holiday shopping. If you want detailed show notes, links, and pictures, head over to podpage.com slash travel hyphen stories or visit us at Substack, travelstories.substack.com. You can leave me a message at Anchor. You can shoot me an email, travelfrick at gmail.com. That's travelfrick at gmail.com. I apologize for the audio. It's actually not the audio. It's my voice. I'm suffering from a late season allergy attack. But as I always say, travel safe, stay safe, and thanks for listening.